All right, everybody. We are here with Naomi Whittle, and I've known Naomi for years, and she is a superstar in the health realm. In fact, she is one of the most successful people in all of the nutraceutical space. And we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about keto, collagen. We're going to talk about super herbs, uh, women's health. We'll talk about a lot today too. And uh, Naomi, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to be here with you. I was thrilled when I learned that you were doing this podcast because I love to listen and learn from you every single time I'm with you. It doesn't matter if it's two minutes, I'm learning and my health is improving and my well-being is improving. So you having this format and all of us being able to engage and learn in this format is just absolutely exciting. Well, awesome. Well, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be interviewing you. And again, I know I've been so impressed over the years. I know we met through Jordan Rubin and uh, Jordan's a dear friend of both of us. And I know that I, again, from when he started sharing with me all of the success you've had in the nutrition realm, but also in the business realm, it's just so impressive. You started, you've started two companies or how many? I built and sold um, three companies. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I literally um, just ended a four-year uh, non-compete after selling my last one. It ended uh, a week ago. So wow. I, I'm very excited about, you know, my own health, your health, everybody that's listening, all of our health, that of our families. And there are so many ways that we can really sort of up-level that experience. And so I'm just ecstatic to be here. I love it. And so, and you were the founder of Res uh, Reservage, as yes. well as I know you were the CEO for a while of Twin Lab. Correct. And then what was the other company? So I started, so um, just to give you a tiny bit of background, um, I was born on a biodynamic farm in Switzerland. So I've been in health and wellness my entire life. And while I was going to college, um, my grandmother had a small health food store. And so I would work at her health food store with her. But I grew up, you know, being in the fields. My, my grandmother's a herbalist. So, you know, picking, the making tinctures, using a lot of comfrey and all sorts of different plants. Um, but then I got into the health food store and I started to experience these amazing nutrients and supplements. And I became really passionate about how they were affecting my health and then all of our customers. So I ended up buying that store from her. And then I sold it a couple of years later, and then I started to make my own products. But the journey had much more to do with um, having taken a lot of supplements over the years and um, working with my own autoimmune health. I had very, very severe eczema. I still have mast cell activation, a lot of different autoimmune disorders. Uh, leak was a big part of my, of my past. And um, as I was working to eliminate and reduce the inflammation in my body and heal my body and heal my gut and heal my brain and all of the effects. Um, I took a large amount of Chinese herbs over a period of time while I was doing acupuncture. And those Chinese herbs, while they helped to heal me, in turn, they actually poisoned um, my body because of the heavy metal toxicity that I accumulated based on the way they were grown and where they were sourced from in China. So I've really dedicated like everything that I do within my companies to going to the source, touching the soil, learning the soil, and then really being involved in the supply chain so that I can feel confident that what I'm putting into my children's mouth or myself or, or that of anyone that, you know, is thinking about these ingredients. If it's something we, 
we, if it's some herbs that we use in the kitchen and we're making our own pesto, all of those ingredients, just knowing where they come from makes a huge difference. And so I've built my businesses around that, that concept. I love it. You know, and I think one of the things that, again, it's so important to remember, uh, buying how important it is to buy things organic. And, you know, a lot of these products, unfortunately, from different areas of the world, but we know, especially China, they're one of the largest producers of arsenic. I mean, the amount of heavy metals, uh, especially arsenic and lead that you're going to find in in certain foods that are non-organic from China is a real problem. And so that's one of the things I love about you is really, and you and Jordan share this this commonality as I do, is like, we want to find the best. We will search the globe. We will search the world. And so I know you just recently got back from a trip to France, right? Yes, I was just I was just in France. I was just in Italy, but I was in the south of France, which is where I started. It was the birth of my of my last company, Reservage, um, and it's where I started. You know, the process. I started with the University of Bordeaux and the and the researchers there, and I learned about the different benefits that can come from the grape or from the concept of the French paradox. If it's if it's the the monomers or if it's the polyphenols, the antioxidants that are found in the grape, in the in the stems, the production of resveratrol that comes from the plant, like all of this. So that was the birthplace of um, my last company. And I was back there visiting actually some of the vinters that I've known for a long time that are like seventh generation. And um, they produce, you know, even biodynamic wine, which is like a dry wine and it's fine for, you know, small amounts on keto. But long story long, I was down there and I was learning. There's so much new research now that we're learning about the power of berries. So if they're blueberries, if they're grapes, if they're raspberries, and when you're getting these monomers that are found in these berries, they're actually activating our brain health and nourishing. They're like brain, we call them brain berries. They nourish the brain in in an unbelievable way. And 50 milligrams of these monomers are what we're looking for. Wow. It's amazing. And if anybody, I, I know we have people both listening to the audio of this on podcast. I know we've got some people watching this, but if anybody who's not w- viewing this, uh, you look so young. I mean, it really is amazing. And I'm not going to ask you to say your age unless you want to. Oh, but I, I, being- I, I mean, I, I, I'm always happy to talk about my age. I'm 45 and a half. I'm going to be 46 really soon. Um, and I, you know, it's so fascinating that you mentioned that because I was with Dr. Joseph Maroon. Uh, two nights ago, he is um, almost 80 years old. He's the Steelers team doctor. He's an eight-time Ironman. Wow. And he was speaking at a Jacksonville University. He was the distinguished lecturer there. And so I came um, to support him and listen to him. And he was speaking about the power of um, balance. You speak about it a lot. Spiritual relationship, you know, the physical movement, exercise, and, and, and how we really become our best self. And I was sitting at dinner with him, and I'm looking at this 80-year-old man. I'm like, there is such a difference between biological age and chronological age. Mm. He's almost 80. And I said, what is your biological age? He said, Naomi, I just had it tested. I'm 56. And there wow. is no doubt that he is. And he is a spiritual human being um, that has transformed, you know, so many people's lives during his lifetime, and he's literally running Ironman. Wow, I mean that's amazing. And, and again, you're in your 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 mid forties. You your your age is I don't know if it's the twenties or thirties, but it's young. 
And, uh, and again, I know, and just seeing you in person, you have great looking skin. And that being said, and I know kind of saying this along with my wife, like my wife, Chelsea has amazing looking skin. And it's because she just really takes care of it. Like she does loads of antioxidants. Her skincare routine is essential oils and certain things like resveratrol and collagen and all these things. And, um, it's, uh, and these things are so important. And one of the things I love that this is something you talk about in your book and it's glow 15. And if anybody wants to check it out, it's in bookstores nationwide, it's on amazon.com, but you wrote a book and you talk about this concept called autophagy, which I know is so important to anti-aging. So can you talk about autophagy a little bit? Yes. So autophagy is auto self phagy to eat. So this idea of self eating or self um, detoxifying or self-recycling. It's a cellular process that we have. It's, it's from nature. I mean, it, we, this is our God-given gift. It doesn't cost us anything. All we have to do is understand that our body naturally wants to either activate or deactivate. It's sort of like the ocean going in and out. And um, I had been, without knowing the meaning of the word, I had been using this process because of my autoimmune disorders because of the amount of eczema that I had covering my body. I mean, even today, I have to live the ketogenic lifestyle, not necessarily because I don't once in a while want to eat more carbs or because I don't also see the benefits to, you know, not everything works for everyone, but because for my particular body, I have to keep my inflammation down and I can't do that unless I'm primarily um, high fat. But with autophagy, it was something that I was naturally using every day. Um, and I was drinking, I was fasting, you know, I've been fasting for over 25 years. I was drinking a lot of green juices. I was using different plants that would help me activate it, but I didn't know what it was. So about five years ago, I was in Italy. I was in Calabria, Italy, and I was learning about the citrus bergamot fruit and how it has all of these flavanols and how it helps to balance our cholesterol profiles. I was learning from the researchers and I was in the orchards picking and um, testing the soil and so forth. And one of the researchers said, hey, I want to teach you about how autophagy can literally help to reduce the effects of a non-alcoholic fatty liver. So if people are eating lots of junk food and they develop a fatty liver, all they need to do is activate their autophagy and they can do it by citrus bergamot. They can do it all these different plants, super herb nutrients. They can do it with resveratrol. They can do it with all of these fats, um, fasting. I mean, there's so many ways to activate it. And once you activate it, you know, you're supporting your organs in all different ways. And so I became obsessed. I came back to the US. I searched the globe for all the researchers. And it took several years. It took about three years to write the book. And just before I put the book out, it came out in 2017. The Nobel Prize in Medicine was won by Dr. Yosunori Osumi in Tokyo, Japan for his life's work around autophagy. So I got very excited because all of a sudden it became a word that people cared about. I love it. And just wanted to, I, I wanted to, uh, everybody to understand this principle too, is that, you know, you're, you're, these foods don't necessarily, foods don't heal you, your body heals itself. And so we all have these and especially people with autoimmune disease, this is really critical. We have these inflammatory proteins 
and other things circulating through our system. And our body really has to decide. Our body only has so much energy and it's got to decide, am I going to fix this, take care of this, do this? When you do intermittent fasting, when you do certain types of keto, when you eat some of these foods that Naomi's talking about, whether it be uh, bergamot or resveratrol or some of these other superfoods, your body goes into a state where it actually has more energy, it's working less. And so now it has time to clean up the inflammatory proteins, it has time to cleanse the liver, it has time to regenerate and create new and healthy tissue, including regenerating and, and creating new skin cells that are elastic and full of collagen and so healthy. And so again, one of the things, if you're listening to this and you're saying, I want to I want to age. I want to get into autophagy because it'll extend your lifespan and actually reverse the clock on your aging uh, in a way. Um, check out our new book, Glow 15. It's fantastic. So autophagy, what are some of the other top foods? You mentioned bergamot. You mentioned resveratrol. What are some of the other super herbs or foods that may support our body in getting this autophagy, this healing state? So I like to call them power phenols. So they're polyphenols that activate autophagy. Um, and there are, there are a lot of foods and I, and I have a list of, of a lot of the different foods, but my favorite um, are green tea, uh, turmeric, of course, resveratrol, as I mentioned, the citrus bergamot. Um, those are some of my absolute favorite ones. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of um, like cauliflower, a lot of the um, greens, like the dandelion greens, you love, I love. I mean, these are things, some of the bitters that are really effective at activating autophagy. And then this idea of fat first, like timing matters with autophagy. So fat first and then carbohydrates last. Mm -hmm. So fat first in the day, carbs last. And thinking about timing is also a really helpful part of like when you eat what you eat. Wow. It's amazing. You know, I think I've spent some time recently, I'm writing, I'm writing a new book as well. And it's all about, uh, yeah, talking about a more of an ancient diet, you know, and yeah. looking at those superfoods and ancient remedies. And so uh, I, I am, I, I love green tea. I mean, again, when you look at the, re there is so much research on green tea. In fact, I mean, before turmeric came along, it was probably the most well-researched. And in Asia today, there's probably more research on green tea than anything else. I mean, it's mind blowing, but all the polyphenols in there, I mean, you look at why the Okinawan diet and why people are living so long at green tea. I mean, is there certain types of green tea you enjoy? Do you like matcha? Do you like gen matcha? Any of those? I feel the same way about green tea. I went to Okinawa many years ago, Dr. Wilcox. Um, he is both, there are two twins. They're both Dr. Wilcox. One of them is at Harvard, and then the Dr. Wilcox, the, the other twin is in, in Okinawa, and he, he teaches at the university, and he married an Okinawan woman. And so I went over to visit him maybe 15 years ago, and while I was in Okinawa, uh, I had the experience of the amount of green tea that the average Okinawan was drinking, and I went to the fields. And so um, I personally um, adore matcha, but I will drink any type of green tea. Um, and, and, and the other thing in Okinawa that I would just point out, you know, when I would eat a salad over there, a salad is not what a salad is here. A salad is literally a combination of all of these herbs. So you're eating like a herb salad 
and you're drinking your green tea and they drink, I don't know, three to five cups of green tea every day. They're constantly drinking it. It's also the way they prepare it, which is, you know, so beautiful, especially with matcha. But green tea, in my mind, like with the EGCGs that are in it, the way it can support our metabolism, can help to heal our metabolism. I can't say enough about it. Yeah. I love it. So everybody start drinking more green tea. Get these polyphenols that Naomi's talking about. Everything from, you know, uh, grapes and red wine to pomegranates and uh, and herbs and and these superfoods. A lot of the bitters, that's something else too that's so interesting. We get almost no bitters in our diet. Uh, We get a lot of sweet and a lot of salty, very little bitter of of all the flavors. So talk about specifically, what, what are some of your favorite bitter foods? What does bitter do in the body? I mean, any thoughts on just bitterness or some of your favorite bitter foods? Yeah, I, I find that, um, you know, up until two years ago, I was a complete um, sugar addict and I couldn't, you know, my, I would say my palate was so intensely impacted by that. Um, but as I've, you know, reduced my carbohydrate intake and really embraced more of the monosaturated and saturated fats, I've um, found that I enjoy more of the bitter foods. So I, I really like the bitter greens. Um, I take bitters. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes, like after I eat, um, I have a little pump. I actually have it in my purse right here. And I always travel with bitters. I like how they um, help to stimulate the detox process in the liver. My body's not great at detoxing, so I use the bitters in that way. Um, the arugulas, I mean, there's so many great ones. The dandelion. Yeah. And my grandmother, um, my herbalist grandmother, used to have me go out into the field and pick the dandelion, and then she'd make the dandelion teas. So. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. just awesome. I love that. All right, let's talk about keto a little bit more, because I know that's another thing. You did a whole do- a whole docu series with Montel Williams on keto. I know you and I uh, were on the Doctor Oz show at the same time last winter, yeah. and we got to talk to some videos together. That was so much fun. So tell me, what are the benefits of the keto diet, and how do you incorporate the keto diet in your life? And by the way, I know there's people listening. Some people are like, keto's a fad. Some people are, are think keto is the greatest thing since you know, the paleo diet or sliced bread, but what, 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 are, you, what are your thoughts on keto? Um, so my thoughts on keto are very, um, very simple. I was introduced to keto many years ago because I, I work with a lot of people around the world. I work with indigenous communities around the world. And my translator with one of these indigenous communities developed stage four stomach cancer. Uh, it was about six years ago. And so he came, He and his wife came and lived with my family in the U.S. because in Panama, he couldn't get the medical care that he, he deserved and needed. And um, during that time, actually, Dr. Joseph Maroon said, Naomi, you need to get him on a ketogenic diet. There are certain cancers, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not um, trying to, to be a doctor, but there are certain cancers that feed off of um, that, that feed off of glucose. There are other cancers that feed off of essential fatty acids. So keto is not a blanket approach for all cancers. In his case, the ketogenic diet was good according to the doctors for his type of cancer. So we put him on a ketogenic diet. And at that time, we, we had a company that was sending us the food and it was like very overwhelming to me, to him. It seemed so counterintuitive. Um, several years later, um, my son Christian started to have seizures and he had uh, numerous seizures and it was very frightening for our family. And so 
we started to embrace keto for him. And by the way, he is eight years old and he loves keto and he hasn't had any seizures in the past three years, which is, is, is the greatest gift ever. So I learned about keto in these ways. And about two years ago, um, I started to get more interested as, you know, Dr. McCall and different people were putting out books on the topic. And so I tried it for myself and I didn't understand so many of the nuances as it relates, especially to being a, being a woman, but it's not a fad. It's a, it's a source of fuel. You know, we can use gas or in like in my case, I have an electric car. We can use electric, we can, we can fuel our vehicles with different types of fuel. And I like to fuel my body at this time in my life with, um, essential fats. And um, it's tricky. It's tricky going from using carbohydrates as a main primary fuel source to using fats as the primary fuel source. It's tricky because of electrolytes. It's tricky because of hydration. It's tricky because of the types of fats that we should be eating. Um, it's, it's tricky for so many different reasons. Becoming fat adapted, that actual process, you're not supposed to exercise. I didn't know that. My body composition changed a lot. I mean, it's very tricky going from one to the other. But for me, and 75% of us, um, being fat adapted and um, using fat as fuel is great. 25% of the population does better on carbohydrates. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important too. you know, one of the things that I'm constantly preaching uh, and teaching people is that, you know, when you go back to these ancient diets, whether it's the ancient Chinese diet or Ayurvedic medicine, they were all personalized diets. There wasn't one diet for every single person. And it was so important to be in tune with your body, listening to your body to see what you respond well to. So that's another just point that I love you just made there is that everybody's different. Some people do great on keto. You're referencing 75%, but some people don't. And so it's important to really listen to your body with that to see how you adapt. Now, one of the other things I know that you're an expert in, and as I've heard you speak on, is women's health, female health. So talk to me about being a female and specifically, what are, some, what are maybe some differences or some things women need to be more conscious of than men in terms of the foods, emotions, other things to take care of their health? Yeah, it's such an interesting area. Um, so uh, we just, I just completed a, a, a clinical study um, with a team of female researchers um, on women who either had um, metabolic syndrome or were at a major metabolic disadvantage. And before we started the study, we were actually looking at, okay, the research on keto and women and um, how much is out there, what is the body of research looking like? And in general, for, for women, and our health, there's so much less clinical research than there is for men. Why? Because we have a menstrual cycle and the complexities involved with getting all the women at the same time on their menstrual cycle or if they're postmenopausal or whatever it might be, the hormonal aspect of women's health complicates things so much as it relates to clinical research. So we don't have the same amount of research as as men do, um, which is to me the biggest the biggest challenge right now because a lot of it then is like, okay, intuitive, is this working for me? And um, I, I think also as a woman, we get very um, overwhelmed by the complexities of hormones and understanding what 
they mean to us at different stages and, and how, how do we balance our hormones, you know, and learning what balanced hormones are when we're in our teens, in our 20s, in our 30s, in our 40s and beyond and our 50s and beyond. And so what does that look like? What is that balance at each stage? And Dr. Axe, um, it's the biggest, it's the biggest area of challenge. Like I can tell you, a woman in her 30s is typically experiencing more stress than at any other point in time. She's trying to juggle, you know, getting pregnant, having children, being married, her career, the work that she does at home, yeah. her friends, her and so she, she's juggling these 20 things and my heart goes so deeply to the woman specifically in her 30s because it's such an overwhelming time and mental health and, and feeding our brains is so difficult as everything's sort of going up and down. Um, and then, you know, for somebody like me, I'm in my mid 40s. We're now thinking about, you know, most women go into perimenopause when they're about 47 and that five year window from 47 to 52 um, 51, excuse me, that is considered by many, many researchers and top guru doctors to be sort of like a health crisis for a woman. So how do we nourish our bodies during that time? How do we get enough collagen? How much protein do we need? What do we do when our estrogen plummets by 30% and our collagen follows that same pathway? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we handle these sort of things? And um, I, you know, I would just say that I'm so incredibly passionate about understanding what is our body composition. You know, it's not so much as a woman about getting on the scale and saying, okay, I weigh 120 something pounds. That's what I weighed then. I weigh that now. Um, and that's, those aren't the numbers that we should be looking at. We should be looking at how much you know, muscle mass do we have to our body fat ratio? Like, what are our ratios? What is our composition looking like? So I think for women's health, Dr. Axe is about learning um, some different key factors, body composition, you know, understanding, working with um, a specialist as it relates to balancing our hormones at all times, and really following, like what you said, those ancient principles, not getting super dogmatic where we're like, I can only do keto. I can only live this way. It just doesn't work for our health as women. Yeah, that's good. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly. And one of the top three products I take every single day is SBO probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. The women's also has clinically studied ashwagandha, which provides support for healthy energy, reduced fatigue, and more. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics online or in store today. 
So any specific uh, herbs and supplements you recommend for maybe even those stages, like women in their 30s, what, what are some of the most important things for them to be doing in terms of diet, uh, supplementation, or lifestyle to really take care of themselves? I think the adaptogenic herbs are really, really, really powerful in the 30s. I mean, it's, it's always sort of um, thinking about this balance with the stress and the cortisol production. So the, exer the, the, the exercises that you're doing in your 30s, making sure that they're able to really get your cortisol levels down. And so you're focusing on reducing your stress hormones and, and, and then nourishing um, and helping your body to adapt. So any of the adaptogenic herbs, I think, are, are really good. Um, I'm a huge believer, as um, we both are, in, in the power of like the beauty proteins, be that collagen, you know, elastin, all of the beauty proteins and, and nourishing our bodies with them and also getting the right amount of proteins, um, I think is very important as well because like what a woman needs in her 30s is about half of what a woman needs um, in her late 40s. And um, for somebody in my age group, I think, you know, I'm, I'm focusing a lot, a lot on, on brain health, how to nourish my brain, how to make sure that it's firing at its greatest capacity, and again, body composition. So I consume um, probably around 115 grams of protein every other day. I do high days and low days of protein, but when, like this morning, I did strength and conditioning, and I was lifting heavy weights. That's really important um, for somebody in my age group, along with um, a lot of uh, really understanding the macronutrients, I think, as well as the micros. I love it. I mean, this is great advice. Yeah. So, so let, me, let me hit on a few key areas for everybody, too, as Naomi's talking about here. So when you're in your 30s, she's saying, you know, the stress levels are so critical to, to really get under control those cortisol levels. I know you're a fan. And in fact, I, I know you've got a family member who uh, helps source uh, these ingredients. And so ashwagandha, of course, yeah. is an amazing adaptogenic herb if you're in your 30s. And then collagen, you know, so a, a, as, a, as a protein is really important as well. So if you're in your 30s, ashwagandha or other adaptogens. There's Romania, there's Shisandra, there's some other great ones that, that are out there, but uh, that's a great one along with collagen. When you're in your 40s, maybe like ginkgo biloba, uh, bacopa, getting some of your omegas, maybe CBD oil, those sorts of things could be great. I totally agree with that. And you know, Dr. Ax, I'm so excited that you know, you've been really bringing the CBD in the most pure and efficacious form um, to your audience. I'm, I, I had the dreamy pleasure of, you know, going to the fields with you yeah. and, and, and being part of that experience. And I love what we're learning about with our endocannabinoid system. I love that, you know, we used to think like in the 80s, um, when you're running, you get this runner's high and it's about serotonin and it's about dopamine. No, it's about like your endocannabinoid system and how you can activate your endocannabinoid system through like singing, through dance, through the things that you love to do. So I really love um, reducing stress, especially, you know, like in, in, in my 40s with CBD oil. Um, I love to use it every, actually every night before I go to bed. And even my 17-year-old daughter, she uses it. And I love that it's activating her endocannabinoid system and really working with her health. 
I love it. That's awesome. I wanted to ask this too, as you're talking about these transitions for women, one of the things you mentioned is women in their late, you know, in their, in their fifties, is they're going through menopause. And of course there's, that can be a much wider age range than this, the fifties that I mentioned, but that being said, how important is it that they're really conscious of doing things, taking herbs, eating foods, doing things to really support estrogen, some of those hormonal levels, and anything in particular there that you recommend for women who are going through, you said that's a really important time according to research. Yeah, the, the research shows that that's almost like a health crisis, um, the perimenopausal through, through menopause. Um, and as that estrogen dips so significantly, it's also... Um, about how that dip in estrogen impacts our overall health, our overall health, and and sort of the domino effect. So my my feeling during that time period is to first and foremost make sure you're getting enough of the amounts of protein that you need every day, and that you're focusing on maintaining lean muscle because it's deteriorating so quickly and it, it creates this huge negative domino effect. Um, I also think, you know, working, as I mentioned, with, with experts who, who understand how to help balance the hormones as you're going through those transitions, um, Dr., uh, no, she's a dietitian, uh, Beth Zupek uh, has been using keto in a clinical setting with children um, for the past 30, 40 years, and she helps adapt them, you know, children who are dealing with seizures. And so I recently was speaking with Doc, with with Beth Zupek, and she was saying for her when she started to get hot flashes, all she needed to do was get her ketones up to about one I think it was one point three one point four, and that literally reduced her hot flashes. So working with wow. the diet, using ketones as a source to get rid of hot flashes, is is a phenomenal way to impact. And then of course there are specific herbs. Um, while we're in our 50s, but also focusing on 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 our hormones like our testosterone as a woman. Yeah. When our testosterone goes down, it means that we get confused. It means that we can have joint pain. This feeling of fogginess that a lot of times we're like, where is that coming from? That can be from low testosterone. That could be that your thyroid's not converting your your um, testosterone. It could be that you have too much stress because your hormones are are being impacted. So each of these life stages has to be cared for with so much focus and it takes a village just like it takes a village to raise yeah. a child it takes a village to help us through our life stages yeah I, th I think one you know one type of practitioner i think can really benefit women especially at this stage and it's an acupuncturist if you are in your 50s going through this stage a lot of times they'll know hey the right herbs they can work on acupuncture points to help balance and help ease that transition that you're going through. And so I, I'd encourage you find a good acupuncturist that really specializes and focuses on maybe you look on Yelp or Google and see they've worked with people with hormonal conditions, whether it's young or old. But that being said, um, I think that can be a great practitioner. And also, you know, one of the herbs I've seen recommended by a lot of TCM practitioners is something like black cohosh, supporting estrogen, as you're talking about with testosterone. That's something that's so interesting. Like I, uh, this is going to probably surprise some people. Like my, my wife recently made my sister uh, lactate. This is, well, I guess I shouldn't say recently, a year ago, but lactation cookies, okay? And it had fenugreek in it. But also the main ingredient in male uh, testosterone or human growth hormone booster is fenugreek. You know, so again, 
a lot of women, especially if you have those symptoms that Naomi just talked about, you can have low testosterone too. And especially this can happen as, we're, as, she's, as, as Naomi's saying, when you're in your 50s. And so again, fenugreek can be a, a, you know, a good recommendation there for that. But again, this is why she said it takes a village. Like you, we need a practitioner, like whether it's a functional med doc or an acupuncturist, but there's great benefits in having somebody who can kind of walk you through uh, and, and help you with your health. It's so interesting that you talk about acupuncture. Like this evening, um, I'll have acupuncture. I usually get wow. acupuncture once or twice a week and I'll get acupuncture facials. Yeah. Um, I'll, and, and all, it depends. I mean, acupuncture has helped to heal me in so many ways. And so when you use that in addition to the herbs and the, and the supplements and the exercise and, and the mindset, it is a really powerful tool. And a lot of people are scared. They don't want to get the needles, but it's such a, it's such an ancient practice. There's so much knowledge and years and years of experience with these, with, um, with acupuncture that I couldn't recommend it enough. I'm with you. I mean, I can't believe I'll, I'll tell you. So Chelsea and I have seen an acupuncture for about seven years now. He's a dear friend. He's Israeli. And, um, and, and I can tell you, I mean, I, I see a radical difference in my health after a session with an acupuncturist. Yeah. And I'll just share this too. Like I was having, this is when I was first in practice working way too many hours yeah. and I started getting a digestive problem. And I'm like, how am I getting, I'm eating bone broth. I'm eating so clean. And I started changing my diet and I got maybe 50% better and, and still my digestion didn't completely clear up. Well, I went and saw him and he basically said, um, you're not turning it off and you have a lot of frustration because you want to help all these people, but you're not, you feel like you want to move forward and see results faster, but you're not. So literally I just changed my emotion to where I was becoming more patient and had less frustration. That single-handedly from the advice of an acupuncturist completely cleared up my digestive issues. Wow. But anyways, it's just crazy. It's just, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And that's why like when you brought it up, I, it is one of the top things that I do for my own health and it's easy. And it's just about getting into that practice. Um, and, and, and then you spoke about the fenugreek, you know, my brother with the ashwagandha and developing that ingredient, his first product is, is a testosterone booster and I take it and I love it and I use it. I also take your brother's fenugreek. Oh, you do? Yes. Is there a specific name for it? It's a type of fenugreek. Alpha fen. That's, That's it, right. The, the, the um, type, but he makes, he makes it in uh, a part of Europe where the processing is just so powerful. It's so clean. It's so good. And then he's done clinical studies. So I, I think for all women to start to explore, like, where are your testosterone levels? You know, as an average woman in their 20s, maybe they need to be at about 50. I had mine tested, when was it? About a year and a half ago, and they were down to 30. And so my doctor was like, okay, you need to start eating certain foods. You need to start taking the fenugreek and doing different things. And then my stress went very, very high. And um, my testosterone went even lower. And I literally was experiencing the joint pain, some of the fogginess. So hormones are a big, big deal. And there's lots of ways that we can support balancing them. I love it. Great advice. So again, if you've got, again, women lactation problems or uh, any of those issues, that's definitely a fenugreek can be great or yeah. any of those natural. If you're a man with low testosterone, fenugreek is a great option. Also, if you're a woman who's going through uh, any, any sort of brain fog, I mean, you, and people can look this up online, fenugreek, check out the benefits there, fenugreek. All right. One of the last things I want to talk about, I mentioned this earlier on, people are watching this, they'll notice 
you've got great skin, super <laughs> healthy skin. You've also owned and founded a skincare company, yeah. uh, per, you know, both internally and externally. I want to talk about how to have great and beautiful looking skin. So can you go through maybe what are three things and listen, you can do two, you can do 10, but what, what are, what, what are sort of the steps or things people need to do both internally and externally to have great looking skin? Okay. I'm going to give you two or three on both because I'm obviously very um, passionate about it. So as someone who was covered in eczema, I was so ashamed of the way that my, my skin looked. I could not, my, my mother would not allow me to put anything on my skin and plus it would inflame my skin. So I always have looked at skin primarily as an inside out process. So the things that I use every single day to improve my skin is number one, bone broth. I drink bone broth every day. We make it at home. Um, it's in my fridge. It's in my freezer. And I'm always drinking it. And I love your bone broth. And I, I, if I'm on the road, I'll take bone broth with me. So that's really important to me. And I, again, I don't care where, what kind of bone broth it is. I mean, I use all different types of things. I use chicken feet yep. um, broth. I'll use the actual bone broth. I'll use fish broths. So I really believe in the power of, of broth um, internally. The next thing I do um, internally is I focus on hydration. And I'm not just talking about like water hydration. I'm speaking about um, gel, like um, gel, gel water. So that's coming from cucumbers, that's coming from celery, that's like the deeper cellular hydration to plump up and hydrate the skin from the inside out. And then another area um, that I'm really super passionate about um, is our, our ceramides. So I like to get ceramides and you can get them from different foods. I mean, they come from things like wheat and, and you can even take them as a supplement. I used to have them in my last company. But ceramides um, are powerful sort of, it's almost like mortar between our cells. So if you think about the outermost layer of our skin and each of the cells is like a little brick in a wall, the ceramides is the glue that holds it together. So I love to ingest ceramides. I have tons of ceramide recipes um, and there are ceramide supplements. So those are the things that I, I mean, there's a lot more, but those three things I would say from the inside. And then from the outside, uh, I love hyaluronic acid. It's, I love to put hyaluronic acid on my skin. It absorbs so much hydration, like from the air. It holds like a thousand times its weight wow. in, um, in, in the molecule in water. So hydration is very important. But before I tell you the two other things, the key to the outside is really about doing less. Because on average, as a woman, we are, the average American woman is putting over 513 chemicals on her body every day and she doesn't even realize it, right? So like right now, I have some makeup on. If I were using regular makeup, I would be flooding 60% of those toxins would be getting into my body. And so I'm very very protective about what I put on my skin. And I want everyone who's listening or watching to think about it that same way. You're going to absorb 60% of what you're putting on your body. So um, I get a very pure hyaluronic acid, which I love. 
In my skincare line, I have an autophagy activating complex that we just patented. It's got turmeric, it's got the resveratrol, wow. it's got green tea. And, and what, what, what's the name of your line? Naomi? It's called OMI, Outside Meets Inside. That's right. Oh, I love that. OMI. OMI, skincare, Naomi Whittle. That's great. Yes. So OMI is, is all about activating the youth on the outside as well as the inside, you know? And I, I like to do that. I like to put those plants on my skin. Um, and then I also really love fatty acids. So if it's different oils, if it's CBD oil, along with rose oils, I, I use a ton of oil um, on my body. I used to, in my 20s, use Udo's oil on my oh, skin. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone probably thought I was crazy, but with eczema, I just, I couldn't do what other people were doing. And mm. so oils, polyphenols, you know, all of the, the beautiful antioxidants and hyaluronic acid. I love it. Man, that's great. It's great advice. I want to encourage everybody uh, also to check out your book. It's Glow 15. You can go on Amazon right now and check it out, Glow 15. It's in bookstores nationwide. And so if you want to learn specifically, and again, you've written so well on this topic of autophagy and anti-aging in your book and having, it's called Glow 15. I mean, it's, your skin will glow like yours glows. Uh, if people can follow the plan I know in your book. And again, you've done so many great things. I'm so impressed with, uh, you know, that's the other thing I'll just say, like, I know we've got to hang out some and for everybody listening, you're just, you're just an awesome person. So I love, uh, I, I just, I love especially interviewing people that I know have so much integrity, so much character and who care so much. Again, you were just in France sourcing ingredients for your new products. And I know your OMI skincare that we've talked about, and so anyways, I, uh, I just, I'm a big fan of you and just want to say thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Dr. Axe, I'm a huge fan of you. I mean, I think, you know, for everybody that's listening and everybody that's watching, they can, they can literally feel the impact and the love and the care that you're expressing, you know, and, and, and it's a blessing. We are so blessed. We are, I am so grateful to be able to have this experience with you and with everybody that's engaged. And my hope is that even if it's one or two or hopefully even three points that, that people that are listening get out of this and then are able to apply into their own lives. You know, I, I wanted to share things that are also essentially what I call quick switches, doing this instead of that. You know, if you're, if you're using grapes uh, or the polyphenols and you're getting the monomers and that's, those are the brain berries or if it's, the, if it's the adaptogenic ashwagandha or understanding, oh, I need to pay attention to testosterone. Whatever those things are, you can make these little switches in your life that can have a huge impact. And um, it makes the world go around in my mind. It does. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much, Naomi, for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, hey, I hope to see you soon. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Is there a specific question or health topic you want me to cover? Hey, I would love to hear from you. Do this for me. Record a voice memo with your question and head over to dracks.com forward slash podcast to upload the recording and I'll select several to answer live on the show. And if you're loving this podcast, head over to Apple Podcast to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week.
This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.